Hey everybody, welcome to the Clean Simple Free Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Fox. This is episode 94, and it's about choosing colors to decorate your home, how to create cohesion, change your mood, and enhance your environment through the power of color. I'm also going to dive into the psychology of different colors and how they play out on our moods. Stick around. This episode is all about the use of color in our homes. Choosing the right color for our home environment has more of an impact on our moods than we might realize. In fact, choosing the right shade is so important that it's recently been in the news. If you're in the US, or anywhere in the world really, you know that Barbie is the number one movie right now. Everyone's experiencing Barbie fever, or maybe using a bit of Barbie core inspiration in their decorating, and according to an interview with Architectural Digest, creating the perfect backdrop for the Barbie movie required so much pink paint that it led to a global shortage, according to the production designer Sarah Greenwood. The world actually ran out of the particular fluorescent shade of pink that they used on set, which is crazy to me, but color absolutely is important in creative endeavors as well as within our four walls. You've probably heard that blue is good for a calming atmosphere and yellow is good for a creative or playful environment, but literature tends to disagree on the actual psychological effects that certain colors or shades have on our moods. It's open to interpretation and the context of where you live is important also. I found a really interesting article on architecturaldigest.com, which features an interview with Dr. Mary Gregerson, the president of the American Psychological Association Society for Environment, Population, and Conservation Psychology. She says, Color affects you totally, with both your mind and your body responding together to the outside stimulus. Gregerson also says that we shouldn't worry about an individual color's effects as much as colors sorted into cool or warm tones. Cool tones would be blue, green, and white. Warm tones would be red, yellow, and orange. And warm colors tend to excite and stimulate us, while cool colors calm and rest us. So if you're going for a restful bedroom, it doesn't just have to have blue walls. It can be soft white colors, green accents, and things like that. Gregerson continues by saying, ultimately, it comes down to personal preference. Each person responds uniquely to different colors, so individual differences need to be considered first and foremost when considering how paint colors affect people. For Americans, more than one-third prefer blue, while 16% like green, 10% prefer purple, and 9% like red. So according to that article, it really is up to the individual. I have a friend who's been redecorating and renovating her apartment's look. She's always had a very light and airy, calm and neutral apartment. She has shades of cream and gray and white and just very soft, neutral colors. But lately, she's been wanting to inject some color, so she's been using shades of orange. She added some burnt orange accent pillows, a beautiful artificial sunflower arrangement, and things like that. And when you step into her place, it still feels very light and airy and calming. Even though orange is seen as a bright, exciting, stimulating color, she has done it in such a way that it just still feels really relaxing and really calm when you step into her place. So it's totally up to you how you want to use color in your home. 
this episode's content is largely going to be me explaining each color, the psychology behind it, and every possible meaning that is associated with each color. The reason I'm bringing up this topic is because I have recently done some editing down in my home. I've done a little redecorating, a little rearranging, a little decluttering, and I have found that sticking with a cohesive color palette has really improved my mood. I liked my home before, but I love it now. I have a lot of gray furniture and a lot of blue and green accents, and by sticking within this cool tone color palette, it has really transformed my space. It actually gave me motivation to declutter some things that didn't match. Like if I had some orange and red items in this cool color palette, I decided to remove them. If there were things that I wanted to keep, I moved them to the bathroom, which has warmer tones like pink. So it's been really cool to use this as a unique way to declutter by getting rid of and eliminating any colors that don't match with my palette. I also think it's a really fun way to decorate versus just choosing like, oh, I have a mid-century modern style, or I decorate in a Scandinavian way. It's interesting to go by color so that if you have lots of objects that are different styles, they can blend together cohesively and just make your home feel really aesthetic. So I'm sharing this in case anybody else is planning on doing a summer or fall glow up for their home. In doing my research for this episode, the most insightful article I stumbled upon was a blog post from the web builder website Wix.com. This is an article about the marketing psychology that brands use to sort of coerce us into buying certain things, like brands that will try to market themselves as bold and energetic, will use red logos, and things like that. But honestly, this was just the most in-depth look at colors in all the reading I've done so far. And they had some really interesting things to say. They said, the instinct of ours in relation to color goes deeper than simply preferring one over another. Our brains automatically associate certain colors with certain emotions and characteristics. Brands have also picked up on this phenomenon, adopting specific hues to use throughout their visual identities, from their logos to their website design. The article goes on to say that you probably have a strong gut reaction to whether you're more likely to click on a green button or a red button, or if you if color played a part in the last item that you purchased. So there are certain color meanings that are more universal, and I'm going to dive into those. As I said earlier in the episode, it's of course up to you. But if you're thinking about the role of color in your home, it might be interesting to consider all the possibilities for the ways these colors can affect us psychologically. But first, let's take a quick break. And welcome back from the break. Let's talk about blue first. Blue is my favorite color, but as we know, there are a lot of blues. <laughs> from periwinkle blue all the way down to navy and indigo, there is a huge range of shades within each color. I'm paraphrasing from this Wix blog article, which I'll link in the episode notes, but if you think about certain social media platforms like Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and high-tech companies like IBM and HP, they all use a blue logo. It could be so popular among corporations because blue is generally seen as reflecting loyalty and stability. It's also connected to feelings of tranquility, harmony, calmness. It reminds us of the sea and of the sky. But blue also has another side to it. It's connected with feelings of depression, sadness, feeling blue. And throughout history, 
in art. It's been used by artists such as Pablo Picasso in his blue period, where he painted all of these sort of sad, somber, negative works. So it's interesting if you take a moment and see how blue affects you. Where I see calmness and peace and happiness, you might see gloomy, dark, rainy day type of vibes. The color green is widely associated with nature, trees, grass, plants. In color psychology, it's often used to symbolize ecology and sustainability, hence the green leaves in the Clean Simple Free logo, making it a popular choice among brands that want to position themselves as environmentally friendly. I feel seen. <laughs> it can also relate to growth and freshness, like Spotify, for instance, uses a vibrant shade of green, suggesting that the company is full of life and vitality. This is not just a shameless plug for Spotify for Podcasters. That is in the article. Another company that is mentioned is American supermarket chain Whole Foods. Whole Foods uses a darker shade of green that brings across a feeling of the outdoors, suggesting that their products are natural, organic, and healthy. You know, you think of green salad, green smoothies, green protein shakes. I guess that's sort of a smoothie, but yeah, go green. <laughs> Yellow is a very attention-grabbing color. Our eyes actually process it naturally first, which is something I didn't know before today, which is probably why it's a smart choice for warning signs, caution tape, reflective vests, and it serves the same purpose in nature. You know, you see a wasp fly by and it's warning us that it's dangerous and that we should use caution when being around a wasp with its yellow and black color scheme. But yellow is not just a sign to be cautious. You know, it's associated with sunshine, warmth, optimism, joy. I've also heard creativity. These positive connotations are just prevalent in many different cultures. It's kind of a universal around the globe feeling. And this perception could explain the choice to use yellow for emojis. It's also used in branding to suggest a fun, happy vibe. For example, Burger King, McDonald's Golden Arches, etc. There's also a particular shade of yellow that's been trending and coined as Gen Z yellow. It's a really fresh, bright, kind of like candy banana colored yellow. And this specific hue is popular lately in fashion design, at music videos, graphic design, sports cars, and it's supposedly taking over from the equally popular millennial pink. Moving on to the color orange, which is named after the citrus fruit. This is a color that is also associated with caution in traffic cones, for example, but it's generally perceived as positive and cheerful, and it's connected with freshness and vitality, and it's a very warm color. It emits a feeling of heat and summer, which makes it a really good example for personal preference when it comes to decorating with color. I have lived in Texas a very long time, and I have not yet gotten used to the summer heat. So when I'm outside in, you know, 105 degree weather all day, I do not want to come back to my home, walk in the door, and be surrounded by these warm, summery, hot colors. But if you live in a cooler or more rainy climate, you may want to come home to something that evokes a warmer, more heat <laughs> reminiscent color and then of course there are lots of different hues of orange as well there's more pinkish tones like salmon and coral and then more earthy terracotta rust colored tones remind us of autumn and the fall and that could actually evoke a sense of being reminded of the cooler weather in autumn 
Moving on to red, this is an extreme color in every sense of the word. It is associated with energy, it's highly visible. This is why it's used for warning signals like stop signs and things like fire engines. It grabs your attention right away. It can also be associated with danger or anger, but it also holds really strong connotations to seduction and love and passion. I've seen some very sexy red and black bedrooms, so if you're looking to make more of a romantic statement in your decorating, you can absolutely use red for that, and I don't think anyone would feel angry walking into a beautiful red bedroom. Different cultures around the globe perceive red in different ways. For example, in China's stock market, they use red to symbolize a price increase, which was really interesting to me because it's the opposite in many countries, including the US. But red is a lucky color in Chinese culture. Red can also evoke a sense of excitement and energy. It's a bold and powerful color, which is why a lot of iconic brands use red. Think Coca-Cola and even Netflix. Let's talk about pink. Pink is sort of the less threatening cousin of red. Pink has long been perceived as a girly color, but this stereotype is gradually fading as more non-traditionally feminine brands are making use of the color in their marketing efforts. In color psychology, pink is often associated with playfulness, fun, and lightheartedness, and bright shades of pink like magenta or fuchsia or Barbie pink stand out. The most well-known brand that they cite here is Barbie, but they also talk about other businesses who target women like Victoria's Secret and Benefit, but if you could see my husband in a pink shirt and see how great he looks in that color, you would totally be with me that pink is not just for girls. The color purple symbolizes luxury, royalty, nobility, and even wisdom. It's also often associated with magic and mystery and the supernatural. You'll see a lot of purple things around Halloween, like crystal balls, like the crystal ball emoji, it's purple. This could be due to the fact that purple is a rare color to spot in nature, making it seem a little bit otherworldly. And purple is actually kind of unusual to find in marketing. It isn't used much in big companies, but this article cites Cadbury, like Cadbury eggs. They have been using it in their logo since the beginning of the 20th century. And they even attempted to own the right to trademark its specific Pantone shade of purple. There are a couple of other chocolate companies that use purple in their logo, including Nestle and Milka, but I'm actually really surprised to find that the association with royalty and luxury isn't used for more marketing campaigns. I think that's interesting. Plus, it's just a really nice color. Now we're getting past colors and into neutrals. Black is a color that has a lot of different meanings. It's timeless, it's classic, think little black dress or a classic suit. It can evoke elegance, sophistication, power, and mystery. So if you wanted to create a mysterious vibe in your home, you could decorate with black and purple. But on the other hand, black is also linked with pessimistic feelings, anger, loneliness, depression, and in Western culture, of course, we associate black with mourning and wearing black to funerals, etc. I opened this episode talking about pink paint. Now I'm going to talk about black paint. There is a color called Vanta Black that is known as the blackest black in the world. It is such a dark pigment that it looks almost unrealistic. Google it. It's amazing. This paint absorbs 99.96% of light, so when you see it painted, it looks like you could almost just fall into it. It's incredible. 
but there was some controversy in the art world when an artist named Anish Kapoor, he does installations and public art sculptures, and he bought the rights, the exclusive rights to Vanta Black so that no one else can use it. So it created a lot of controversy, but it's a fascinating read. In marketing, many brands have chosen black for their logos. Gucci, Nike, Adidas. It never goes out of style, it's clean, it can be combined with any other color, making it fairly easy to work with. On the opposite end of the color spectrum, white is widely seen as reflecting innocence, purity, goodness, and rebirth. Um, think of a, a clean slate, a clean white canvas, or a fresh start. It's a neutral color. It allows our eyes to rest, so if you choose a very bold color, you might want to pair it with white so that we can have a neutral spot to rest our eyes. White is very minimal. White gives off a pristine and hygienic feeling, but it can also seem sterile if you just have too much white. Think hospitals, a dentist's office. Unless you're going for just a very, very neutral or very clean and minimal look, white can have a tendency to feel a little bit cold, a little bit uncaring, but I don't know, it might look amazing. Write me and tell me about it if you have an all-white home. But it's generally recommended to combine it with additional colors and possibly some texture just to warm things up a bit. Interestingly, in certain cultures, white relates to death and mourning. In Eastern Asia, for example, white clothing is worn during mourning to symbolize rebirth and purity, whereas in Western culture, we associate white with a bride's wedding dress. Moving on to the color that is between black and white, gray is perceived as neutral, balanced, the lack of color makes it useful as it can be used with many other colors without disrupting the design. If you have lots of different colors in your home, rather than choosing black or white or brown, you can choose a gray and it will go with pretty much anything. Gray can also feel sophisticated, modern, and well-balanced, and dark gray can be used as a more toned-down version of black if you're looking for something with a less dramatic contrast. Gray can also have some negative psychological connotations. It can appear dull or moody, and it's generally recommended to combine gray with an additional color, like white or beige or anything else in order to bring the design to life. Again, these are not hard and fast rules, but they're really interesting to look at when you're considering a color that you might choose for your home. Moving on to brown. While brown is not the most inspirational of colors, it can be effectively used to create an earthy, natural tone. I definitely think earthy and natural when I think of brown. I think of trees and wood, and in lighter colors you can think of the sand, or even like dirt and soil, and lots of other elements in nature. So brown can also be perceived as comforting, safe, reliable, and warm due to what we associate it with in nature. Light and natural shades of brown like beige and cream are often used in a minimalistic atmosphere, making it feel warm and cozy while also clean and safe. The marketing examples that they use for brown is using it to craft a sense of trust and stability. For example, Louis Vuitton, they use brown in their visual identity, giving their brand a classic and timeless air, and many chocolate brands like Godiva and M&M's also opt for brown, which is a natural choice for their product. So I guess what we've learned today is that chocolate companies use purple or brown. 
That brings me to the end of my list of colors. I hope you enjoyed hearing about it. Whatever color you decide to use or embrace in your home, think about it when you're walking through your house, what stands out to you as something that you love and what stands out in a really negative way. Remove those objects that are a contrasting color. I mean, contrasting colors and accent colors all have their place, but if there's something that just kind of sticks out like a sore thumb in your home, consider removing it from the room. Put it in your closet for a week and see how you feel doing without, and you might find that it's easier to declutter the colors that don't match with your current decor and create an environment that you just really love being in. As you can see from all of those examples and all of the different meanings that they can hold, color is just so important in affecting our mood. If people have told you all your life that green is a calming color, but you just don't really like green, it is not going to make a difference how many faux plants you have in your house or how many real plants you have in your house. I say faux because I can't really keep plants alive, but if you decide to choose colors that are more inspiring to you or that create a sense of whatever you're trying to evoke in your home, you might find that it really changes your mood and makes your home a place that you just love being in. And if you can declutter the colors that don't match, that's even better. You might find that having a set color palette makes you less likely to go out and buy things that you don't need. If you have a very specific color scheme that you're sticking to, you're going to be more choosy with your purchases. And plus, it just feels so nice to walk in and be surrounded by shades that you love. By surrounding yourself with only the things that you love and only the colors that make you happy, you can create a much more intentional place to live. That wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Let me know what you think. And if you decide to decorate in your favorite colors, I'd love to see a before and after. You can reach me by email at clean.simple.free at gmail.com or reach out on Instagram at clean.simple.free. Thank you so much for tuning again. And remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life. And when life is simplified, your mind will feel free. See you next time.